It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. I can make so many jokes about extra friends. But we have lots of friends, and you're part of our friends, and we do appreciate your watching, liking, sharing, subscribing, all of the things to um, us on YouTube. And actually, even um, store neighbor Nancy listened to the Facebook version of the podcast that's last fantastic week. the one that's just the spinning circle yeah it's, i can't even imagine why but you know the thing is i guess you can hear it in the background while you're continuing to scroll through facebook you can you know so and actually i've been listening it. to it while i walk oh yeah well good nice. i'm glad i'm glad i gotta stop making those tutting noises because they're driving me my wife crazy tugging noises tutting, tutting. I, what i'll do is especially when i have a lozenge or drink of water i'll make a noise with my mouth and I'm, trying, her I'm saying it now so that I try to avoid it, but... Uh, I'll just ding the bell every time that you Okay, do. please do. Okay. To cover over it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, you can find out more about the Frank and Friends Show on our website. Frankandfriendsshow.com. How's that going, by the way? Good. Did you say I updated the photo? Oh, did you put the uh, uh, Glitter and Be Gala photo on there? I hadn't I did. looked yet. Yes. Well, last time I looked, I had an idea that I'm enjoying the podcast episodes that we're doing so much. I started typing in glitter and be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will come up if you do that. I, and I'm enjoying these so much. I was wondering, oh, look at that. Great job, Catherine Frady. Yeah, I might, I might crop it a little bit, but I, I threw it up there for fun. It still looks good, though. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks. I see what you mean. You can move it over yeah. a little bit. Nice. Yeah. I was wondering if there... See how we've got the... Um, the Seymour Smokies episodes are prominently featured on the front page. Yep. Could you do that with some of our podcast episodes, too? I sure could. That's, uh, I like that a lot. It's on the podcast. I know you click right there where it say here's what you Frank do. and Friends show. As you yeah. click on the Frank and Friends logo in the middle, and it takes you to these podcast episodes. Or up at the top where it says Frank and Friends. Yes. Yeah. And then, see, so look at that. There's the picture of Catherine and me. But if you scroll down, you see you've got the uh, Seymour Smokies episodes embedded. Yep. Which is cool. Embedding is cool. And then they got the, the um, Instagram embedded, which I also am fond of. Yeah. I like what you've done. Yeah, I can switch it over. Because right now... Oh, can you have all of it? You can. Or is it too much? No, I can have all of it. Maybe and people just don't want have that. The... Maybe our viewers don't want that much of us. Of course they do. Okay, good. Because they're our friends. That's right. Thank you. <sighs> How have you been? What's new? You know, last week was um, long... Yeah. With all the bees and a little bit traumatic, but, you know. What did I'm you do about the tent? You, you bought a, a part of a tent, apparently the wrong part of a tent. In fact, I don't even think you bought a tent. I think you bought the bag that a tent goes in <laughs> and then tried to set it up in your living room as if it were a tent. Well, it was like the the canopy part, but it didn't have the poles. Yeah, it didn't have, like, the... Well, who sells that separately? You know, I don't know. Who it, in their right mind would buy right? just the canopy of a tent it's and not, not my fault. the tent? Exactly. It's not my fault. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense, and so that's why I didn't think it was possible, but it was. So but what did you do? I did get the canopy, the mosquito netting for around the bed. All right. And so now I have that, which is really lovely. Are there still yellow jackets, which I, I think we need to call them by what they are. Yellow because jackets. bees are, are lovely. They pollinate. They help nature. But yellow jackets, I don't know. I'm sure someone, and one of you can tell us, if there's any, any scientific redeeming value of a yellow jacket. <laughs> In fact, I can't even Google that. What good are yellow jackets? What good are because yellow I don't think they're any good at all. They're just mean. They sting you. Look at that. It's the first thing. I, I hadn't even barely typed the Y. What's, and yeah. they wanted to. Yellow jackets are pollinators. They um, do pollinate. Pollinate what? Weeds? Oh, they eat beetle grubs. Do you have any beetle grubs? I don't. Well, maybe. That's why. You know, they've been right. eating them all. And they eat flies and other harmful pests. However, they're also known scavengers who eat meat. 
Opera singers, fish, <laughs> and sugary substances. It says opera singers in there? Well, sugary substances. I just assumed that oh, that yeah, was you. Same. But yeah. all right. They're a nuisance near trash receptacles and picnics. You have to stop having picnics in your I house. Oh, it's true. No eating in the house anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I only found one more dead bee oh, since last Oh, week. oh, oh. They aren't fuzzy like honeybees or bumblebees, and they're not very good at pollinating. They do so a terrible job. They? They're ter- they do a terrible job at pollinating. That's what we're trying to tell you. Well, you know, I don't like things that don't do a good job. So, <laughs> so fire them. <laughs> fire them. They're done. <laughs> so what is the latest then with the yellow jackets? I think they're mostly gone, but I think it's also because of the cold weather. They, yeah, yeah. They, they hibernate go away, and they or, go away in the or, cold. Or, or so die we'll or whatever see. they do. You know? Yeah. But we, the, the netting don't. is really what's keeping me comfortable. So Psychologically or yes, physically? Psychologically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also was able to get an EpiPen finally. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now you're really allergic to it, right? Because one of my <laughs> friends said, "Oh, she just says that." Rude. She's, everyone who doesn't like bees says they're allergic to bees. I can bees. still show you my foot right now. That from when I was, it was stung. It was nasty. I saw it the first time. You can still see where I was stung. Yeah. And that oh. was at the end of September. And a doctor has epi, got this EpiPen because you are legitimately allergic. Legitimately. To the bees. I can't the believe they said I wasn't allergic. That person and I need to have words. Well, <laughs> I mean, I understand. Look, we all say that about certain things. Like, if you don't enjoy cilantro, like my, uh, my wife is allergic to cilantro. I don't like cilantro. So when she says at the restaurant that she's allergic to cilantro, the, the people go into hyperdrive because they don't want to kill you and they don't want you to go into sure. you know, anaphylactic shock. They don't want to have to EpiPen you in the restaurant. But her, for her to say she's allergic to, to um, cilantro, it makes her throat go. She has a physical reaction to it. She doesn't, um, she's not going to drop over dead. But it causes her mouth to swell, or something to swell up, and it makes it a little harder for her to breathe, and she has to get away from it. And, and as soon as she's had a little bit of a taste of it, she doesn't even know that it's in the food, and she has the reaction, you know? Yeah, that's So that, to me, allergic. says she's legitimately allergic, if yes. not a serious, deadly allergy, thank goodness. Absolutely. But for that, and... Oh, my God. Coconut. I almost forgot what the other thing was. <laughs> Don't forget. No. <laughs> I was making some cilantro <laughs> coconut tarts, Jerry. I... <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy uh, them. No, yeah, so she'll have me she often. I think it was even at the Glitter and Be Gala, which is really called um, Diving for Pearls, your, your event, your fun, our, our fundraiser, because I'm on the board. Um, she hands me one of these beautiful uh, seven-layer bars that Holly Hambright made and says, eat this. Tell me if I does it, eat it. Does it have coconut in it? And I'm like, yeah, it does. She's like, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> it was a death cookie. Because she tasted it. Oh, did she have some? She took a bite of it and then immediately was like, oh, you know, and then passes it to me to eat the rest of the... That's scary. Well, but again, with the coconut and the cilantro, she's technically allergic, but she's not going to keel over dead. We don't have to carry an EpiPen. Oh, that's good. She's sensitive. I think maybe that's a... Maybe you would call it a food sensitivity. You could, but, but I don't know if your throat is going to close up. That sounds like allergic, I allergic mean, reaction. That sounds like bad news, like bad EpiPen news. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no. there's other stuff she's allergic to. I remember, well, I don't want to get into her whole medical history, but... <laughs> she would appreciate that you that as well. <laughs> so I believe her. You know, and I just end up, I'm fine with it. I can live the rest of my life and never biting a piece of coconut again or cilantro again. Yeah. I mean, I might maybe miss an Almond Joy. I do enjoy a nice Almond Joy when at Halloween time, but I didn't buy any this year. Who cares? Right. I can get by. Yeah. No, I mean... Do you have other allergies? 
I actually don't know if I have any other allergies. There's nothing that I say that I'm like really allergic to. I'm not mean allergic to sulfa, but sulfa. You don't really come into contact with that very much. It's just like a it's a Wait, drug and, and is is it sulfur? No, it's sulfa. S U L F A. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. I thought that can't be right. Yeah, no, it's it's a drug that gets used in some sort of antibiotics oh. occasionally. Okay. Um, so when they ask you, uh, like, are you allergic to any of these things, you have to say yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. But other than that, no, just bees. Hmm. Which I am actually allergic to. <laughs> Anaphylactically just to be, allergic. Just to be clear. Well, <laughs> oh, that's fun to say. Say that. Anaphylactically allergic. I don't think I could. That's fun. Anaphylactically. Ana- anaphylactically <laughs> allergic. Uh, no, I, I, I love pronouncing things, but man, did I get I get hung up on anachronistic the other day at Scholars Bowl. I couldn't say it. Which one was it? Um, it was a question about Clockwork Orange, which shouldn't be on the show anyway. Why are we doing? Why are we asking high school kids about a Clockwork Orange? Do they have to read that in school? I don't know. They might. It seems a little rough. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm asking this question about. Um, What's the character that features so-and-so and is droogies in an in an anachron... That's what it is. I can't say in an anachron... In an anachronic... <laughs> That's so now I got it. Okay. So there is an anachronistic story about so-and-so and his droogies. And what's the name of the book and who wrote it? There you go. Ah, so it's you can't say in an anachronistic without coming to a full stop. Yeah. That, so now I know why I stumbled. That it was sense. in an anachron, ana, anachronistic. It makes sense because you have to enunciate each of those ends. Yeah. yeah. Well, and all Americans t- aren't as used to doing that. Like the Italians would probably be fine, but they'd add an extra N. In an anachronistic. Yeah, see, it's easier. An Italian accent. Here's the new version of Scholars Ball, everybody. It's Luigi Frank. All the questions are about Mario Brothers. <laughs> that's why they speak that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and what else? So you're good with the bees. I'm good with the um, bees. We've been busy. We had another board meeting for the opera. Things are moving forward. Yeah. And I went to see the Magic Flute at the University of Tennessee Opera Theaters. I have production. a question then. What is the difference between UTOT, University of Tennessee Opera Theater, and Vol Opera? Oh, I can tell you the difference. Because I can't figure ready? it out. You can't? Okay. okay here we go. So... Once upon a time, there were some students who decided that they also wanted to perform opera because the undergrads at the university don't actually get leading roles that often. Oh, so these are all grad students that I saw? Because I went to see it as well, thanks to you and your husband. Yes. Um, I thought it was great, but I saw UTOT, which is graduate level students, really like hardcore serious opera singers who are going to go on to professions. Well, anyone can actually audition for okay. these UTOT yeah. opera productions, but they are mostly being performed by the graduate students in the leading roles. Is that kind of like at Clarence Brown Theater, where it's mostly the teachers and the upper-level grad students who perform? Right, okay. exactly. And so there were, a, so you remember the three spirits, the ones that were dressed all in the silver with yeah. the cool hair? They were undergraduates. Oh, they were good, though. They were fantastic. All right. Yeah. Um, so there, there were undergraduates in the production. I think also First Lady um, sometimes was being played. Well, it depends on the opera and it depends on the roles. How many roles. How, many, how big the cast. Exactly, okay. exactly. Right. But Vol Opera is actually a student-led organization that the undergrads made. And do you remember Ryan Colbert? Yes. She's the founder of oh. Vol Opera. Aww. Yeah. No, I like Vol Opera. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know it existed until Sunday, but I like it now. Yeah. They used to do scenes programs, and it was just an opportunity because they don't have any acting classes for the undergraduates at the university. All right. So James only teaches... James, your husband, who directs the UT... Opera Theatre. OT. Yes. He um, he also teaches an acting class for the graduate students. Uh-huh. But the undergraduates don't have that. No. And so they started this fall opera so that they could have another opportunity okay. to learn and grow. So they used to do scenes programs. And now in the last, last year, they premiered um, a composer's new work, mm. which was a composer at the university because they wow. have a pretty strong composition program. That's cool. Yeah. So I think so do a lot of the fall opera students then go on to become graduate students either at UT or elsewhere? They do. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Actually, Jenna uh, Zaccardi, do you remember Jenna? She was in the Royal Flush production that Marvel yeah. City Opera did last year. She was an undergraduate at the University of Tennessee okay. when I first came to Knoxville, and then she left and went to grad school, I think, in Virginia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, nice. so you're all into the opera land. Okay. I am. That was my story about opera land. Not as not to be confused with <laughs> Opryland, <laughs> which it's more like what we're gonna find in the Smokies. <laughs> well, there is Opryland in um, in uh, Nashville. That's true. I had to yeah. take my sister there. I remember I told you my sister was visiting Nashville, and I, had to, I drove over there to have lunch with her, and then drove her dropped her off at Opryland at the Grand Ole Opry, so they could go see some rock show. With I wish I could remember the name of the band. It was like a one hit wonder, like Eve Six or. Not even them. I can't. Couldn't even. Or something. Finger. I don't. I don't know. So can you see any kind of music at the Opry? Or is it well, mostly I guess, country? I was kind of thinking. I think it's was... mostly country, okay. and I think this is one of those bands that had like a single rock hit in the '90s, and then has evolved more into Americana slash country. Right. Right. I that think. Makes sense. Or maybe they were already that way, and this one hit that sounded like enough like a rock song just happened to cross over onto the I top see. forty charts. I see. I you know I we whatever their one song is I know we play it on Lake FM and it comes up and I'm like oh here's this song again it's got a one second intro which means I'm not interested. And why aren't you interested? Because you can't talk over a one second intro. <laughs> you know what you say? You say what a woman I like of them and you hit the button and then that's it. So I never hear the rest of the song. I see. So you prefer songs that you can talk more during. Oh, that that's a DJ's dream. So really, you want to talk more. Well, not too. There, there gets to a point where some of them are just too much. Like you know, uh, pick up the pieces is a minute and thirty nine intro, and Shaft is like a minute and a half intro. So you don't, you don't take all of it. You don't. You know. I would think that was your dream. Well, take all one one minute and thirty nine seconds. It, yeah, I could. I mean, if you want, let me. Send I challenge I, you to do to do that. Okay, next time. sure. Yeah. Well, I did talk all the way up the fifty seven or fifty six seconds of uh, Walk of Life by Dire Straits. That's kind of like my sweet spot is okay. that is 55, you know, seconds. I can I can have fun with that. Actually, I really, I really love, my favorites are like the ones that are in the 20s. Okay. Somewhere between 22 and 29. Those are the sweetest intros. I yeah. love those. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just, just right. You know, it's like Goldilocks. You know, it's two ones too much, one's too little, one's just right. That makes so, sense. When I first was working at um, WNOX, my boss was Rich Bailey. And he said, you're not going to talk up all 50-some seconds of Chicago's, uh, I don't even, what's the name of the song? Does anybody really know what time it is? I said, what do you mean I can't talk up all 57 seconds of this song? I'll show you right here. (laughs) While you're watching, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Don't tell me what I can't do. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's an old, uh, actually it was Don Geronimo years ago who taught me the trick of talking up intros. 
He says, it's all, well, he sees an expletive, but he says, it's all just BS and until you stop. You just, it's BS, BS, BS. The key is stopping. That makes sense. So really, you could do a minute 39. It doesn't really make any difference as long as you're aware and you stop of how much time you have left. And you, the key is, is stopping in time, whether it's one second intro or whether it's a minute and a half intro. It doesn't matter. What do you it, actually say for a one second intro? You just say the name of the station. And you can say that in one second? Um, you have to cheat a little bit. You have to start saying it. And then in the middle of saying it, you start the song and then you stop because okay. it takes about a, a, you know two seconds to say the name of the station. So you kind of cheat up just a scotch. And, uh, but one second intros are a waste of breath. I usually move, if I can, I'll move the song and just roll the jingle into it. Yeah, because I, I mean, is that an option? You don't have to speak every song, right? No, no, not every, it's about every, uh, it's every two or three songs. Yeah. Not every song. They don't want it, that's too much. Right. So, but they don't, but three, if you let it go three songs, or you, that's the max. You can't, do not let it go four songs without talking. I see. So, but every station has its own rule. The one I'm on now, Lake FM, that's the rule, is you can talk every two or three songs, but make sure you don't let it go to, to the fourth four. songs, because they want, we want to, we're paying you for a reason. You're supposed to be there. <laughs> People want to to know that you're there. Present. You're present. That's really all you're doing. Hello, I'm yeah. here still. Hello, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some stuff to uh, to share for show and tell, and um, a few other things. But I also, while we're showing and telling, let me mention BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. Doctor Bill Bass. He is the greatest, and I've heard that we are going to have some uh, upcoming speaking engagements. I don't think we've um, publicized the dates yet. Um, Know that I have two or three dates that I'm holding on my calendar so that I can go MC for Dr. Bass. We can sell tickets and you can come see this 93-year-old amazing forensic anthropologist. And the first place to find out about that is at BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S because uh, that's his schedule. In fact, if you wanted to hire Dr. Bass to come speak at your shindig, you know, ring Should I have them come speak at, you know, when we do our Doctor and the Devils, and we have the body farm, like we could maybe get Dr. Bass. Is this a thing? Yeah. This is a real thing? This is a real thing. We need to pause the podcast and make a business arrangement. (laughs) We have to make a deal. Because that would be cool. Yes. We should find a way to incorporate him into that. No, I already album. have it in my head because I'm, I'm pitching a similar idea to a, a rock and roll uh, show. Fantastic. Okay, so that's that's going to happen. Um, all of this merchandise, whether we hold up the cups because we have them, but over there I have the challenge coin. It's I keep that in my, my uh, prize cabinet. Nice. My trophy case. Nice. The, the Dr. Bass challenge coin. And you can and buy skulls too, right? Well, they sold out. Did they at well, Halloween? Yeah, they're reordering yeah. though. Okay. They have some that are gold, some that are silver, and some that are lifelike. Very nice. <laughs> and you get Dr. Bass to autograph it right across the uh, cranial sutures. Oh, or you cool. can specify, I suppose, if you want it on the superorbital ridge. That would be cool. That's yeah, how you know it's like a male a skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's a signature tattoo on the skull. <laughs> yes, that's a, it's one of the things you learn from Dr. Bass is this... Uh, superorbital ridge it makes is how you identify a man's skull from a woman's skull. That's interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. also and there's another button bump back here. I think I think it's. Can you oh, feel yeah, this? You can totally see it. Can you feel this? <laughs> see, can you feel that bump right there? Yeah. All right, now try to find one on yourself. Sorry for the loudness. You should not have one. I don't. There you go. You're a lady. <laughs> 
the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um, yes, it does. <laughs> all right. So, uh, <laughs> all those friends. Bonesons.com. Don't forget the S. Thank you to everybody over there. I left some of the show and tell just out of arm's reach, but um, what do you think of this? Is this going to be your tree topper? I thought it was a tree topper, and I called Jerry. I said, can I show the tree topper on the podcast? Um, because I think she bought these as to use as Christmas gifts. And oh. she said, it's not actually a tree topper. It, you put a candle in it. So That is cute. Uh, this candle might be too big to oh. go in. Oh, wait. Oh, did you, can you hold that up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one might be too big. You know what? But you could do this one. Yeah, and this one actually will light right now. This is an electric one. Yeah, and you would put that... Well, that looks nice. I can actually see it. Look, good. Yeah, tilt a little more forward. Even that's not oh, normally yeah. it would be tilted that forward. So this is oh, yeah, um, shaped like a Christmas tree with a nativity scene carved into it. But the cool thing is that this and these other two ornaments, all of which are handmade in Haiti, and we went to IMC'd the Haiti Outreach Program's banquet the other night with Dr. Jerry Punch as the uh, keynote speaker. He was so good. So good. He told stories that I hadn't heard yet, and I was just enamored. That's amazing, because he has great stories. He does, he does. And anyway, there was a lady who has a store. Well, she's got a consignment shop. I guess there's a consignment shop out at Franklin Square okay. by the Chop House okay. on Kingston Pike. And they sell things. And I, I, I forgot the name of the consignment shop, but it's over. You can figure it out if you go there. And one of the people who sells things in this store is the lady who imports these uh, handcrafted uh, items from Haiti. And these are just the metal ones. She had an array of all of these things. And it helps the people in Haiti because, you know, it says right on here, uh, provides employment, um, helps feed and educate kids, all the things that it does. And, you know, we would have bought it anyway because it's nice. No, they're beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to, I don't need the heartstrings to say, oh, I'm helping the poor child in Haiti uh, by buying this. That's just an extra bonus. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're good. I would have just bought them because they're good. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they're so. very interesting. They're unique. Yeah. Uh, they seem very sturdy. They're going to last yeah. a long time. So I would recommend if you wanted, if you need some Christmas shopping, yeah. she's got stuff. She got a, a shipment from Haiti and not in time for Christmas. In fact, there's a few more things that didn't make it here in time, and she was taking uh, advance orders for. Nice. Because those apparently are super popular. Nice. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I mean, speaking of Christmas, I've been uh, working on getting my Christmas card ready. Yeah. Because every time this year... Now, I haven't known you, I haven't been friendly with you enough, long enough to have a, get a Christmas card from you. You haven't ever received a Christmas card from me. I don't no. think so. Have I? <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering I mean, that myself, you, actually. If you, I mean, I, I'm, I consider you a dear friend, but all of this kind of happened in, in a, it would be, how would you say, an intensive... <laughs> like when That's you went true. when you went to opera class up in New York, it was an intensive. This is a, yeah, Frank and French show is an intensive it uh, is. learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to become friends with somebody really quickly, what you have to do is start a podcast. Yeah, yeah. and you boy, does it you you get thrown right into it. That's right. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking about uh, what a year ago or so. I just barely joined the board of Marble City Opera, so maybe I got so one. So you might have gotten one last year, maybe. I don't know. Did you know. get one from us? Because that would be the key. No, no, we, we, did, we didn't send one last year because we had a bad year. Okay. We, uh, 
Yeah, my wife is, is prepping one for this year, but tell yeah. me about yours first. So we always like to have a photo. So we used a photo actually from Diving for Pearls because we're all oh, dressed up, lovely. you know, so use that. And uh, we do. But the some... dog's not in it. Or no, is she? wait. Oh. Absolutely, the dog is in it. Oh, where's my. Oh, I'll have to show you the photo. Um, it's a. I staged a photo with Sasha yesterday <laughs> that I could add to the back of the Christmas card. And she's all dressed up in her black and red, and she's sitting there. And she, like, literally will sit on the chair and let me just take photos of her. We had a photo shoot. It was great. Um, but what's funny about it is in the past, when I've sent out these Christmas cards, it's normally, you know, me and James on the front. And yeah. on the back, I'll put a little picture of Sasha. Mm -hmm. When I go home at Christmas, you know, and our, and our parents make a big deal about, oh, you spoil that dog. And, oh, this dog is so spoiled. She's dressing up in clothes. And you guys are so silly. Do you always go home to Texas for Christmas? We do, yeah. For Christmas Day? For Christmas Day. Okay. And when I go there, on the fridge is our Christmas card. Yeah. Do they cut out the dog? No. Okay. The dog is the side that they have <laughs> prominent. <laughs> so I was saying last night, I was like, you know, everyone likes to make a big fuss over the fact that we spoil Sasha and that it's so silly that we put her in clothes. But when we go to their houses to see and see you, their Christmas You and cards, James are facing the fridge that's door. Right. That's we don't right. see you and James. That's right. We see the see dog. Sasha. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, that's a huge insult. That's what a diss. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Is it weird going home to your, is it your childhood home? Do you wake up in like your old high school bed at I Christmas? Do. Yeah. Is I it do. weird or do you love it? It's fun, you know, and Santa Claus still visits, so it makes well, that's, it even, That makes sense then. It makes it even better. That does, yeah, so that makes, <laughs> I guess that's good. That's yeah, good. you know. And a lot of times we get to see my nieces and nephews, which is fun. Yeah. You know, it's always fun to have little kids around at Christmas time. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. I think, um, well, I think Frank Jr. may come home here for Christmas and which is nice because he's um, not married he's doing his PhD so he'll get a little bit of a break and you think he's notified the church choirs up there in Michigan that he'll be out of town for Christmas oh does he sing with the church choirs he does oh that's wonderful he does and also with a, a secular choir called the Vocal Arts Ensemble oh he had to audition to get into that I didn't realize that he was musical as well I mean I know Jerry is musical yeah he didn't tell us uh, for a long time he was keeping it a secret. He he joined while he was away at college. Apparently, he joined the church choir there. Okay. And he he's like he would tell us how like all of his roommates were in the some. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the acapella group at this at his school. It was one of those punny, funny punny uh, acapella group names. That was the name of it. Funny punny. No, it had a, it had a good name. <laughs> um, he's gonna kill me for not remembering. But he wasn't in that group. His friends were. And somehow they encouraged him to sing a little more. And he's got Jerry's natural gift. Talent, right. And he's super duper smart and he's great at math and science. So he so music is a great... taught himself to read the sheet music. In fact, at the church, he had to teach or learn. I don't know if somebody taught him or he had to learn himself um, how to do the other kind of sheet music for Latin chant. Oh, interesting. So instead of a, if I understand this correctly, and please, you know, go ahead and, and email me if I'm wrong. Um, instead of a five lines on a scale, it's only four. So everything right. is different. Everything has to be transposed. Or you have to see the, this old, tiny, you know, four line version of it and understand what they're trying to get you to do. I've seen those, you know, in like 
you know, more historic churches or yeah. when I was in the Church of England, that you know, my grandmother's yeah. church. They That's what they're doing. Like that, you know. Yeah, old-timey chant old-timey music. Old-timey chant music. And yeah. he also will cantor, meaning he's up front leading the, the congregation and these old-timey chants that I guess they know, which sounds like I'm, they're doing sea chants, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but they are not. No, they're not. No. Um, but I, you know, my, and my wife has this connection with, with Frank, um, which makes sense. They both look and talk about music stuff and when he's in town, actually, she'll often uh, say to the church choir, hey, can Frank sit in? And they're like, I guess so. And of course he shows up and he's as good as or better than any of those Anyone guys That's because great. he puts the work in, right? And That's he's great. got the talent, he's got this wider range. That's great. And he's not a music student, but like I said, he's grew Just up with- that natural talent. He grew up around Jerry, who's been singing her whole life and gets it. Uh, and Megan has a beautiful voice too, but she doesn't, she and I are more akin, you know, we're, we're more joke. When we talk on the phone, it's like joke, joke, joke. That's fun. It's hilarious. It's just laughing the whole time. Yeah, laughing the whole time. And she's telling me stories about, uh, the kids about, you know, how, did I already tell you about Artie and the math problems? No. Um, the assignment was he got a sheet of like uh, 50 math problems and he was told to only do the odd ones. So he just did the odd numbers. Well, that was right. Right. Did he, you do you would do one three five seven nine. Just right. answer every other math question. He did not do that. What did he do? He only wrote down the answers to the equations that were, that were answered odd. were odd numbers. That's so cool. he solved them all in his head, and and if it was an even answer. He didn't write it down, and if it was an odd answer. He wrote it down. I love that. <laughs> I love that so the, much. The teacher just wrote back with a note. He's a deep thinker. <laughs> but I mean, I hope that she gave him a good grade because I, well, Megan had to explain. I don't really know what the grade. I guess I, I should find out. But yeah, that's apparently he's um, he's of the mindset where he he understands all the concepts, yeah. but if he thinks the the instructions are a waste of time, he won't do them. <laughs> now, meanwhile, now back to my wife having that connection with Frank Jr. Um, we were in her in my car and um, on the screen is the Apple CarPlay. Right. And on that, you can have your recent calls or you can have your favorites. And we're driving back from something. I think it was one of the Marble City things. And uh, we thought, oh, we need to call Frank Jr. and see if he's coming here for Thanksgiving. He's not. Or if he's coming here for Christmas, he probably is. Nice. So we're t- but she says, um, I'm, and her, Jerry's phone, not mine, is plugged in. So I got the screen and I'm trying to find you know, his number. She says, well, check favorites. So I put up the favorites. Uh-oh. And there's Please tell me that he's in your favorites. Well, my there's no one in my favorites. Okay. I have okay. my, if you look at that's, my phone. That's fine then. If you look on my phone, I have I don't even know if I have I don't even know where favorites it's right is. Right here, the star. Look, so I have You have no favorites. No favorites. That is sad. Why is that sad? You should have favorites. You, uh, just, you know, I have recents. Everybody I need to talk to is in my recents. We need to get you a favorites list. And if, look, there you are. I know, but it'd be much more fun to have a favorites list. Like, I'll even call you now just to move you higher up in the recents list if you'd like. <laughs> but everybody I need to talk to, look at, see, look at that. Aren't, wouldn't That's those right. people I mean, be my favorites? The one, Yeah, the ones that you talk to all the time. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, those, so those are I need. Yeah. Um, so Jerry, we pull up Jerry's favorites, and there's two names in her favorites. So... Frank and Megan. No, it was Frank and Frank. Well, where's Megan? She was not in the favorites. 
And it turns out that neither was I. Oh, it was just both Frank Jr. and <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank Jr. Jr. <laughs> and the favorites twice, and nobody else. That's great. <laughs> so she was mortified. So she had to go through. That's great. <laughs> she has since changed it. Mm-hmm. She has since added um, all her favorites to her favorites. She but shouldn't feel bad. I mean, you don't have any favorites. I have all. no favorites. So I do not. I do not play favorites. <laughs> there we go. There we have it. <laughs> but the actual truth well of done. it is, well done. That uh, yeah, Jerry had uh, Frank Jr. in twice as her favorites. No Megan. No, none of her sisters. Sorry, Peggy. Sorry, Carol. Sorry, Christy. You're not in there. Her brother Joe, not in there. None of the relatives. Just Frank Jr. Double favorites. So I, I suspect that it was a mistake to have any favorites at all. I am, think I am better off playing no favorites. I think I win. Let me see yeah. yours. Who's, am I in your my, favorites? My phone is not near us right now. So. Oh, how convenient. Am I in your favorites? <laughs> no. Of course not. I wouldn't expect to be. <laughs> I haven't adjusted my favorites in years, so I don't even know who. I mean, James is in there. The and dog, then, probably. Yeah, Sasha has her own cell phone, obviously. <laughs> you know. <laughs> obviously. Um, your parents? My parents, yeah. So other blood relatives would be in your favorites? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Any exes that you have to clean out oh, of there? Oh, definitely not. Any um, uh, old employees or people, you know, who you don't no, talk to anymore? I think my grandmother's number is still in there. That's she sort has. of sad. Yeah. 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 Well, I can years understand ago. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think my grandma might still be in my contacts list. Yeah. Um, and, and several other dead people are in my contacts. It's my mother, my mother-in-law. And, like, and they come up once in a while I'll see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, and there they go. Yeah. 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 I, I had to change, I actually had to change my mother's um, contact because <laughs> my uh, sister was either using my mother's old cell phone, especially around the time that she was sick and dying, uh, but also kept the old house number. Oh, wow. And had it transferred. To her number. Uh, to like a, a voiceover internet okay. thing. So she's got this, so when she's in New York or whether she's in Virginia, it doesn't matter. You can always reach her on the same number, which is the old... Uh, my mother's old landline number. So I would occasionally get calls and it would say it was from my mother and this is a, you know, a year after she's, six That's months, a, a year weird. after she's dead. So I'm like, oh, I gotta change that. Yeah. So yeah. I had to, I had to go in and, and change that in the contact. So now it says my sister's calling instead of my dead mother calling. I mean, that would be a good trick, but. <laughs> <laughs> Mom? <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow, these yeah. iPhones are so advanced. All right. Well, I don't expect to be in your favorites, and I don't. I don't uh, need. I'm fine with it. Okay. I don't well, need to be. You know, you've called. You text me. I might me, have to change it now. But I mean, you text me almost every day. Yeah. So I don't need. True. Clearly, I don't need to be in the favorites because I'm in the recents. Yeah. Well, and text messages are different. I mean, they're just you just scroll through with your text messages too. Right. It's not like you would actually go to your favorites. You don't to go to like, the contacts. Yeah. You just yeah. You just zip up until you find the most recent message from right. that idiot, and then boom, there I'll send them another idiot message. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't even like go to favorites at all for that. So. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I, I I would hate that that whole idea of. I mean, let's say hypothetically, that you know you had a co-host who who just stopped. And then you have to just take her out of favorites. It would be oh yeah, that would uncomfortable be uncomfortable and yeah, awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. So I just, yeah. I've been, you know, you still I'm not, want to go with not, her. not that I would ever have to. You would you never know, have had to do go that. through that mourning yeah. period. No, I would just let yeah. that go. I would yeah. say, no, I'm, I just, I'll just be free <laughs> as a bird. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. <laughs> Favoriting. <laughs> Please favorite us. I dare you. Put us in your favorites. See yes. how that goes. 
<laughs> Smash that button. Subscribe. We have this DJ bell just so we could be like uh, my friend Bean, and we never use it. They use it every time they say a double entendre on the show. Oh, we're going to come up with a reason to use it. We don't say double entendres on the show. I mean, I kind of almost did at the beginning, but uh, you, you wouldn't get that reference anyway. It no. had to do with Catherine placing her microphone wire in the appropriate place, so yeah. it was it was terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. <laughs> missed the whole thing. Uh, our fabulous website that Catherine has recently updated. Which is frankandfriendshow.com. And it's going to even do more updates, apparently. Yeah, it's going to look fantastic, so go check it out. All right. Thank you so much for uh, all the things. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Free. And we'll talk to you again next time.